Should we get started? All right. Hit me with that sting. And we're live from the exposure. I said, I said, boys. <laughs> the ISO boys. Welcome back to the last four podcast. Coming at you live from all the exposure sites in Melbourne. My name's Jamal, and I'm joined 137 and a half kilometers away. Ash Hetherington. Possibly the last time ever. This, <laughs> this is the this is the ISO special. <laughs> this is uh, the precursor to just when the world collapses in on itself. We're back in ISO. Um, grim. Us, well, me particularly particularly is in mandated ISO because I am awaiting a negative test. Yeah, well, I was in mandated ISO for about 12 hours and then mm. I got 10 my... 10 of which you were probably asleep. Yeah, sounds about right. I woke up this morning and I was like, fuck, I just want to go get a coffee from the cute girl across the road. I was beating myself up about it. Then I got that text. Oh. I'm glad you oh, said I, that. I know that's... <laughs> You thought I was going somewhere else with that. No, well, that's one way. That's one way to spend ISO. Hey, yo. I mean, we got a week. We were racking up the stats. It's, yeah, well, some of us have to work. I mean, yeah, you can't really bartend from home, so I am. Uh, I'm off. Well, for the week. You can, but as you found out today, that just means you're also the client. <laughs> I was going to say, I am bartending from home. And as you said, it just means I'm just drinking. I've been mm. on the piss since one. So here we are. Got to keep your skills sharp. Mm. Especially especially when you normally bartend drunk too. It's only fair that you practice drunk. Yeah, exactly. I'm just training. Can Train I how you play? Yeah, exactly. Can I expense this, you reckon? Yeah, it's tax deductible, I reckon. To the company. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It's It's been a day. It's been a day. It has been a day. I've spent two and a half hours of my day in a car traveling around a singular block in Ballarat. Oh, yeah. Where was the um, COVID testing getting done? It's in uh, Skipton Street at, oh, what pub is it called? It's at a pub in Skipton Street, and they have utilized the previously existing drive through bottle shop adjoined to the pub as the drive through testing clinic. That's very innovative and very Ballarat. It is. It is. Apart from the fact that the line was so long that it went longer than the block. So yeah. the line was going where, where you came out of the testing facility, you had to get through the line to get out. And I was. Yeah. Sounds exhausting. But we got there in the end. We're both tested. I'm personally negative, uh, awaiting on Ash's negative result. And then we'll still be in lockdown for a week. Oh, well, that was the first time I've been tested. Yeah, same. It was confronting. Yeah, no, it's it's. It was, I, I feel probed. <laughs> I feel vulnerable. I feel like I lost something today. <laughs> All right, and from that we move. And on that bombshell. And, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the last goal podcast. Here's your Nickelback lyric. Um, we went to the footy last week. There was, there's been. We usually record on a. Hence the test. I can't say we usually record because it, it's from anywhere from a Sunday to now a Thursday. It so. was, it, it used to be pretty regular on a Monday. Yeah. And, and then you got the job. Yeah. I moved cities, I moved jobs, I moved timetables. I mean, we should be relatively regular now that, oh, Ash is on a move, listener. Oh, yeah. Big news for people that have no idea where I live and li- live. Where does our listener live? Arme- Armenia or somewhere? Yeah, maybe Andorra. Bolivia? Mm. Um, Doing a bit of the booger sugar. There you go. It's right. the only way any anybody could find time in the day to listen to us. That's very true. Um, maybe it's uh, old mate that we met at the pub last week. Oh, mate, he was... Coked up to his fucking eyeballs. He was having a good time. Uh, whatever. We'll get there. All right. Should we just fly through some footy? Some footy happened on the weekend. <laughs> round it what did, we? indeed. Round 10. Uh, it was round 10. Round 10, Friday night. Brisbane defeat Richmond. Um, in the 
Justin Lepich Cup. Oh yeah, I know Justin Justin Lepich didn't play for Richmond, but he's still the assistant coach there, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I think he's still at Richmond. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh, um, oh, I can't think of anyone else. Um, Richmond are doing their best Hawthorne 2016 impression. So, so what you're saying is in 2026, they will be deplorably bad. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. They're, I mean, maybe. They're, they're not on the right trajectory. Um, Brisbane um, very much are. They've won the last six, I think. Mm. All cylinders yep, firing. They look really good, Brisbane. I mean, just imagine that side with Lockie Neal and Cam Rayner back in it. It's uh, yeah, it's a terrifying to think about. And considering the very very slow start they had to the year, they are looking mm. very good, very good. Ominous. Yes, a, a very a, a dark cloud in the distance to those who wish to challenge for the premiership this year. <laughs> Yes, yes. The, <laughs> Brisbane had the dark cloud. Um, Tom Lynch injured from this game, I think. Um, so he'll miss, but, you know, <laughs> there's a conspiracy by Richmond supporters that that was a nice way to drop him because <laughs> he's been honestly pretty underwhelming. He did have six shots at goal. Um, yeah, sorry, Kale Hooker. And Kale Hooker's been one of the best forwards of the year. Unlike Tom Lynch. Unlike Tom Lynch. Um, but, yeah, it's an interesting theory that you think some Richmond assistant coach went out at three-quarter time with a crowbar and just kneecapped him. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. But, I mean, without proof to the contrary, it's hard to dispel <laughs> that rumour. I'll prove it. We can't prove the rumor, it. The rumour that we've just started, but. It's, it's deep in the internet. Um yeah, Richmond looked pretty rough. I don't know. They look old. I don't, I don't know if that's just me, but their the uh, list is very old. In the way, uh, I did say Hawthorne twenty sixteen, but like our list was also old, and the kids coming through just aren't that good. Yeah, I think we have to remember they've got a lot out. Like they do. and Edwards, that's two just massive outs just by himself, and then. That's true, but they're also old. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's still class. And yeah. I mean, nobody nobody's saying they're going to be sustainable in the coming years, probably. But for this year, at least, Cotchin and Edwards are two massive, massive losses. Um, yeah. And now they got Lynch out. They've got, I think, Bolton and Rioli are still out. That's... And Rioli played, Rioli played last week. Not that you'd know it. No. I don't know. Actually, I'm going to bring it up now. Is Rioli the worst three-time premiership winner of all time? You mean Cyril Rioli? I think he only played... Oh, hold on. <laughs> no, Cyril oh. must have played in at least three, wouldn't he? Might have played in four. I think he played in... I think Might have played in four. Probably played one. in three. Daniel. I'm talking Daniel. Is he the um, worst three-time premiership winner of all time? Not that I have a reference well, point because I'm sure like some of the you know, Hawthorne and Essendon plumbers back in the day. Yeah, D- Dunstall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that good. Yeah, look, he'd be on the short list. Yeah, uh, maybe that's something I could look into. I'll make Having it said that, I, I think at least in his first premiership year he was he did play pretty well i reckon the start of his career has been infinitely better than the last like two three years yeah since he since he moved in with fev all's gone downhill (laughs) yeah and nothing good comes from associating yourself with a favola apparently Uh, just just ask dave thornton that his name (laughs) A very topical Melbourne breakfast joke. <laughs> it is. All right. Enough enough on Friday Night Footy. Wait, he's not even on with them. Isn't it Fifi, Fev and Byron? Yeah. No, Dave left. That was that was the joke. 
Oh, right. Who is Byron? Byron's the producer. So it's just Fifi and Fev. Yeah, but it's like um, Byron must have a really good agent. So it was just like, no, I want my name associated with this. I'm also happy to announce that um, Byron has left the show and Nick Cody's now on the show. Really? And he is pretty funny, actually, Nick Cody. Oh, there you go. Anyway. So no, anyway. We move. We move. We from move just break. like Dave. Just like Dave. We move to the meat and potatoes of the weekend. Uh, five game Saturday. What? The meat and potatoes is St. Kilda Bulldogs. I was thinking Carlton Hawthorne. Um, I have very little to report about this game. Damon Greaves got his uh, debut. Ned Reed. Sorry, who now? Damon Greaves. Were you about to say Damon Greaves and Ned Reeves? Oh, I was. They Whoa. both debuted together. They did debut together. Um, I think you've had it. I think you've read a typo. I don't think so. Greaves, Greaves and Reeves both debuted. Greaves and Reeves. Damon Greaves, Ned Reeves. He's number 30 and 37. Well, I'll yeah. be damned. I'll be damned. Still, um, yeah, Carlton played Hawthorne. That's about as much as you can get from this game. Hawthorne are bad. Carlton are not good, but they're better than Hawthorne, and that's why they won the game. It quite literally boils down to that. Um, Damon Greaves um, actually provided some good energy in the back line, but other than that, Hawthorne still... He provided good energy. Yeah, he's just a pest. Is is uh, Blake Hardwick before Blake Hardwick got good? Um, so Aussie Ostrich could have provided good energy. Is yeah. that all he provided? Um, he heard he tag. Oh, he had he had the job on Eddie, a thirty five year old passed at Eddie, and you know, again, Aussie Ostrich probably could have tagged yeah. Eddie. Mate, I could have tagged Eddie. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Hawthorne look better with a second Ruckman. Um, I think they look better with eight Ruckman. So does Clarko. Yeah. Well, I, I think we're finally getting to the point where Clarkson's decided that the tall timber won't work and he's just scaling us down a bit. Um, Kyle Hardigan, in other related news, um, got reported. Continues off- to be a dick. Yeah, he got reported off um, supporter footage. Yeah, the cell phone. Uh, Not cell phone, even geez, mobile phone footage. How 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 do you even send that in? How does that come around? Twitter, I, I guess. Yeah, it's no, just, it, it's it's just crazy to think about. Where you're just like, I got reported because some guy in literally the nosebleeds um, took mm. yeah mobile phone footage of that. So. Um, but good, Kyle Hardigan's a dick. <laughs> um, and that's all I have to talk about Carlton Hawthorne, to be honest. Did, did that count as the bias seg? Nah, I figured we'd, we'd talk more about Essendon North because we were there. Ah, uh, yes, true. Um, so with that being said... We were there, unlike David Zaharakis. <laughs> we will get to that. <laughs> hey, we're there's, gonna... a bit of, there's a bit of sizzle. Hey, yeah, stay tuned for David Zaharak is not taking the field. Um, all right, let's fly through the rest of these games because honestly, oh, I was about to say the week wasn't good. There's, there were like four good games this week. Um, yeah, mate, what are you Geelong Sun, um, I have zero. was not one of them, so we'll skip it. Hey, Jeremy Cameron, looking good. Looking good in the hood. Yep. Geelong are coming good. What are they, third? Looking all right for our uh, bet. Yeah, and the Lakers look good. So The Lakers look good. The Panthers look really good. Yeah. There's the other one, Raffa. Raffa Raffa is Raffa. Yeah. All right. Adelaide, Melbourne. The big Texan coming up clutch when you need him to. I know. I'll admit, I only really saw the last two minutes in the pub. Yeah, I, I saw the last 10 minutes on my break. So... Um, I only got in the to pub. The, in the pub. 
Um, oh, well, that was implied. Um, but from the from what I can see from the stats, Clary Oliver is just cementing himself as one of the best. Two, 205 super coach points in a losing team. That's, yeah, just incredible. He had 38 touches. I think he had like 13 clearances, eight scores. Three goals, one. Something. Yeah, he was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's back to his best, no doubt about it. Yeah, you'd love to see it. Um, in Adelaide things, Riley Philthorpe looks good up forward for a um, fresh out of high school key forward. You don't see that too often. Um, so no, that's true. That's a true. Solid. Re- hmm. Rewarding some faith going at number one. Yeah, no, very good. Um, in another close game, Aaron Norton beat St Kilda by one point, 34 33. <laughs> <laughs> in the broader sense of the game, the Western Bulldogs won by 111 points. Jesus. What's happening at Moorabbin or wherever St Kilda are these days? I think they're in Moorabbin. I'm so they, confused. I'm so Didn't they go somewhere? Didn't they go to like, see, like Seaford? Uh, maybe. And then came back? Yeah, they're definitely at Moorabbin though. Mm-hmm. Now yeah, yeah. they're at Moorabbin. Um, I well, have no I mean, idea. They may as well be in Fiji the way they're playing. Like, who did they? They got belted by Essendon. They got belted by the Dogs. Obviously, they belted Hawthorne by like twelve goals. Like, what is? Where does this team fit in? Like the ladder, even not even just the grand scheme of football. Well, in the ladder, they fit in the, the bottom third, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're one of those really interesting sides. Like, they've beaten West Coast and GWS and then got belted by Essendon, got belted by 86 points by a fledgling Richmond. Mm. Um, got beat by nine goals by Port and obviously got annihilated by the, the Bulldogs. Smashed a depleted Hawthorne. But other than that, I haven't really given any help. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's- 21 18 to five goals three. <laughs> that is just ridiculous. It's not not great for a side that boasts Max King, Tim Membry, um Steel, Butler. Steel, yeah, Dan, yeah, but Steel is a midfielder, he's not a forward. Yeah, but yeah, they've got like good Jack players, like Ryder and Marshall. Like, this is a decent AFL team. Why are they getting beaten by 111 points? And on the flip side of this, what is it about the Dogs team that enables them to win by three figures on the relatively regular, other than yeah, playing North, um, obviously? To go back to one point you made, Rowan Marshall didn't play. Yeah. Show that takes away attention. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think they're just irresistible, the Bulldogs. They're so good out of the middle that once they get on top, they don't stop. Um, and they're just really hard to stop. I, I, don't, I think they're clearly the best side in it, or the best performed side in it for me so far. Yeah. Um, they have been struck by another injury, another syndesmosis. Mm. Um, Collingwood are going to really feel this one. Yeah. I mean, as if Collingwood haven't suffered enough this year. Losing Adam Trelaw on top of that. You hate to say it. You do indeed. You really hate to say it. Um, What's the next game? Frio? Yeah, Frio, Sydney. In Frio. Yeah. Didn't see this one coming. Buddy kicks, what did he kick? Six? Buddy kicked. Yep, six goals one. Buddy kicked six and they lost. I'm confused. Yeah. I didn't catch a wink yeah. of this game. No, neither did I. But as somebody that saw Freya play the week before, mm. surprising Not- to say the least. To be fair, they were on home turf, and Sydney don't travel. I feel like no one travels well to Perth. That's just no, a that's true. And as a rule, the Perth teams don't travel that well. So it evens yeah. itself out in that regard, I guess. But Yeah, no, I can't believe 
a buddy's back. He kicked six and he absolutely nailed one from 65. No, he's so good. I, I can't wait to see him kick his thousands. What's I'm it? Genuine, genuinely excited for it because it's never going to happen again. I think we did talk about this a couple of weeks ago. And the closest one that I could think of is like Jack Rewalt. Who's that? Seven. But even, even he's hundreds of goals away yeah, and almost finished. He's not close. But he's up to 963. What are we at? Round 10. We've still got 12 rounds to go. It's Just not gonna a career game. Because he probably won't play every game. Yeah, I know. But that was my hot take at the start of the year that he'll kick his thousandth this year. Mate, your hot takes were going all right. They're, they're slowly starting to drop. Yeah, look, Petrarca's probably not going to win it. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Clary, Oliver having such a good year probably hurts. But, I mean, they've won almost every game. He'd be be pretty close to being in front, I reckon, Truck. Yeah, uh, it's him or... Jack Jack McRae's been very good. Yeah, one of the Bulldogs players. Um, But again, there's a couple of them that'll take votes off each other. That's true. You've got to be the best on, like, the far and away the best on your... That's how Fife won it. Mm, but also win enough games. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a pretty tough balancing act. Yeah. Um, all right, we move We move to Sunday. GWS West Coast. I cannot for the life of me get a read on either of these teams. Um, GWS sneakily better than I think we all thought that would be. Um, I, I for one thought they were gone at the start of this year. Well, they were one and five at some point, I think, and they just looked lifeless. And then they've just pegged it back. Yeah, Lockie Whitfield came back in. They looked a completely different side. Yeah, um, and we watched literally watched West Coast live last week during the podcast uh, when That's we true. recorded it, and they looked great. Jack Darling, and Jack Darling was on stop anything. He was dribbling goals through defenders legs on the mark like and then uh, and again Perth teams don't travel well <laughs> so how much can we take from this game who knows West Coast hmm. are probably a bottom of the top eight kind of side I would think so but I mean I'm not sure that's guaranteed anymore that's definitely not guaranteed but um yeah, they will probably still win enough games at home to get them in. In yeah, you'd probably they'll probably win ninety percent of their home games, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, to the clash of the prison bars, Port Adelaide. Vic- my my personal highlight of the weekend. Yeah, and Essendon won. That's how good this was. Um, <laughs> Collingwood in front for three quarters. Shit the bed in the last quarter. Um, you love to see it. Trelaw, no impact. <laughs> um, can we can we talk about Dan Swan's tweet? Oh, I did see that. So at quarter time, Collingwood three one, Port Adelaide one point. Mm. Dan Swan tweets asking for a mate in South Australia is one point good in a quarter of footy. Come the end of the game, one point looks great. It does look great. And the port, did you see the Port Adelaide tweet, the official account? Uh, I did not. They, were like, they tweeted back and they were just like, oh, yeah, pretty handy point. I was like, ooh, got him. <laughs> For those listening, which is everyone, because there isn't a video component of this. Ash is just doing laps around his uh, laps around the deck. <laughs> Ash is bartending for his sick mother. Ah, uh, what what's going on, drinking? Ah, vodka. No, delivering cans of Coke. Ah, she's going easy tonight. Yeah, I man, it's Thursday. Got to wait till Friday to go hard. Well, I didn't get that memo. Yeah, but you you don't have a job to do tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Um, Actually, come to think of it, neither does she. <laughs> um, I literally have nothing else to report about that game because we were at... Because we didn't see it. 
We were at Essendon North. We were at the epicenter of shit football and COVID. Yes, yes. The uh, it is true, ladies and gentlemen. We were exposed uh, to North Melbourne. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I'll ever get over it. Yeah, it's one of those ones um, that lingers. Yeah, rumor has it Nick Larky is still on the field trying to find the ball. Oh, Mike. All right, let's let's get into it. So we we were both there. Um, we were both exposed, and you sent me that text, uh, like the DHHS thing, and I only got that message halfway through um, the last hour of teaching. So I do three hours of teaching on a Wednesday, and I got that text halfway through my last class, and I was like, oh fuck. If I have it, all these kids, Holy. all these kids are just gonna. Ugh. Anyway, um, shit game of football. Jesus, Essendon looked good, but no, they didn't. They didn't look that good. It was. A, it, oh, we looked serviceable. We did. We looked all right early, and then you just sort of play to your opposition's level in those games. Normally, it was a very. It was one of the most lethargic games of football I've ever seen. Um, it was wet and windy. Oh, yeah. Under the, under the roof, under the lights. Um, I said at halftime, I think Essendon should be up by 20 goals because North are just an abject football team. And the fact they scored 10 goals, mm. very <laughs> flattering. North won the third quarter, won the inside 50s, and won the clearances. I, I do not believe oh, that. I'm staggered that they won the clearances. And that's the thing. Definitely not center clearances. Probably. Uh, who's winning? To be fair, Todd Goldstein had a decent game. He was until he got shot in the knee, and then came back, <laughs> and then just went to the bench and got a new knee. Hmm. Technology's come so far. Oh, no. Yeah, they got the three D printer out. <laughs> um. So things. So as a neutral watching that game, things I've learned. Um, don't bet that North will get within 10 goals of any decent opposition. Or six and a half, as the case may be. Yeah, well, you know, I, ha- I had a bet that um, I had $10 on Harry Jones to be leading goal scorer, which he was, I think. He indeed was, yes. And North to keep it under 39. 39 or under. That, that did not happen. No. And that would have... They almost kept themselves up. under 39. Yeah. <laughs> that would have netted me 400 bucks. I'm a bit I'm a bit down on that. But um, Kale Hooker has the turning circle of an 18-wheeler. Um, and the kicking <laughs> skills of Dylan Alcott. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Everyone's favourite wheelchair tennis player at least dylan knows where his feet are (laughs) um other things i learned uh darcy parish decent footy player goes all right doesn't he um zach merritt likes to go for a shower at quarter time in fantasy had to go off he did have leather poisoning that's very true also zach merritt most targeted player in the afl yeah, it feels like it. It looked like it. He was copping it. And it was a lot better than it was the week before against Freo. Freo was awful. Yeah. Freo, that game was chippy. Um, what else I learned? Um, Nick Larkey is a north uh, magnet and so is the ball because he didn't touch it. Um <laughs> When you said North, like I thought you meant North Melbourne. Was like, yeah. Was like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, and honestly, best player on <laughs> North on the day, probably Taron Thomas or Goldstein. Yeah. Goldie was good. Zebel was good. Cunnington was good. It, it did get to the end. It was funny. We were in somewhat of a North section and I think, some of the boys had Zebel to get 25 touches and they were just cheering him on. He's like, kick it sideways, Zebel. Get it back, Zebel. 
You get it? Yeah. <laughs> so I think some of them had him at 20 and some of them had him at 25 because they were some groans as well. Mm. Okay, uh, that fe- it feels like a reasonable segue into my horror multi from Friday night. Oh, did you not want to talk about... Um... We, we will get to the contagious stupidity. <laughs> yeah, go on, horror uh, multi. Well, it was looking to be a very, very good multi. I had, who did I have? I had Dana Hurd to kick a goal. He left Essendon. Of course, he's going to kick a goal. Uh, Brisbane to win by less than 40 points, which, I mean, for, for a while looked iffy. Mm. But Richmond rarely get blown out of the water, in fairness. Yeah. Uh, what else did we have? So we had Brisbane by less than 40. Dane Zorko to get 20 touches. Easy. Basha Hooley to get 20 touches, easy. Daniel Rich to get 25 touches, easy. Joe Danaher to kick a goal, easy, done by three-quarter time. So at three-quarter time, the one leg remaining was Jaden Short to get 20 touches. He had 19 touches at three-quarter time. He proceeded to not touch the ball until the 33rd minute of the last quarter. Did he get up? <sighs> He did. He did. He did touch it at the thirty-two and a half minute mark, and the multi got up. What'd you make? Uh, Seventy-two fifty. How much did you put on it? Ten bucks. That was a seven-dollar bet. That's so many legs for seven dollars. Yeah, but that were most of them were pretty assured. Yeah, that's true. Um, Except Jaden Short, apparently. Hey, he got there. Yeah, he did. He I mean, tortoise in the hair. Or, if you will, the shortest and the hair. I will. I'm sorry. I'll see myself out. (laughs) Actually, I've already seen myself out. I've been banished outside. Yeah. uh, Ash is recording from the depths of the shed. So, or the deck, whatever. Whatever you call it. I'll be recording part two on the exercise bike. (laughs) Um, Now, can we talk about on Sunday night why... David Zaharakis wasn't playing. I, I, I'm not sure I can. <laughs> it looked like him. Yeah, but they it's, kept it, calling that guy Zaka. But but it wasn't him. No, it clearly wasn't him. He had hair. Yeah, he had a man bun. It's obviously not Zaharakis. It's, it was obviously someone else in his jumper, just masquerading. So for context, we were sitting in front of these people who apparently weren't even in their right seats. Thank God, because <laughs> the, the people who did have those seats turned up a quarter time. But basically... And immediately regretted coming to the ground. But that's another story. Yeah, that, that is a whole other story. But um, <laughs> these guys were looking at David Zaharakis. And he's just like, nah, Zaharakis doesn't have hair. Who's wearing Zaharakis' jumper today? And I was like, it's oh... Not him. My God. And we just looked at each other. I'm like, these guys can't be serious. Like, no, nah, I don't think it's him. Who's wearing Zaharakis' jumper today? I was like, you've shut the fuck they, up. They, they full on concluded that it wasn't him. And then the play came right in front of us. And people were calling for the ball from Zaharakis. Zaka, Zaka, Zaka. And they went, oh, it is him. Wow, he looks a bit different. No, it is him. And then 90 seconds later, it went straight back to, no, I don't think it is him. It's someone else in his jump. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't him. So that was yeah. I mean, crossed. That was just yeah, ridiculous. When I found out, when I found out that we were in the COVID exposure site, it was still the not the most worrying thing that we were exposed to Sunday night. Whether it be that stupidity or North Melbourne's brand of football, or one incredibly, incredibly drunk man at the Mail Exchange Hotel. Yeah, COVID's like fourth on the list. <laughs> fell actually, up an escalator. Fi- actually fifth um, because we ran into some people from Ballarat. <laughs> In a 90-second conversation, he asked me the same questions four times. Yeah, so, you know, COVID's actually pretty low on the uh, worry rate for me, so... Um, so that was round 10. It, it, it happened. 
Are we ready for round 11? Are you ready for a marquee it- game Friday night? Yeah, mate, I'll be there. Oh. Is anyone going to be? They're not going to be crowds. I was about to ask. There's no, there's no crowds in Melbourne or in Victoria. Um, yeah. And the, there's no guarantee that that game will even go ahead. As we go to air tonight, uh, the teams are under a COVID cloud. Mm. One of the uh, full, uh, no, Melbourne players, I believe, not in the team, but in the squad that had been to training this week, was at a tier one exposure site. Um, so he's required to quarantine for 14 days, but provided that the rest of the teams return a negative test, which could be by tomorrow afternoon, the game will go ahead. I've returned a negative test. You reckon I can get the field? <laughs> Trelaw just got just... in. <laughs> well, that's true. And according to Nathan, you are still playing footy. Yeah. <laughs> I right, true. All right. But, yeah, we are talking about Bulldogs Melbourne. Um, top of the table clash. Um, whose cup is this? I'm, I'm struggling to think. It's not because he didn't play for both, but I've just thought of a great someone you haven't thought of in a while. Yeah. Clint Bizzle. <laughs> That's a very good one. Clint Bizzle. With the, mate, he was the original bleach blonde hair. Um, but moving on from our Bizzle detour, no, I'm, uh, I'm not sure I can help, to be honest. No idea. I'm struggling to think of one. Um, look, Melbourne lost their first game on the weekend and they look fine, but the Bulldogs are just on another level right now. And I think we talked about it on the weekend, but the Bulldogs, I think, will handle this quite comfortably. Ten goals. Ten goals. Ten. Jesus. Yeah. It is contenders v pretenders this Friday night. And finally, the world will know. It wouldn't surprise me if, well, we're in lockdown, but. Otherwise, I would think the Melbourne supporters would start flocking for the slopes Saturday morning. Two losses in a row, it'll be. Off to the snow. Then they'll go to Mount Buller. Ayo. Here's a cocaine joke for your weekend. Um, and all, every single Melbourne supporter in the world is 75. Yeah, mate. Who do you think can afford to can buy? Can afford coke. Yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. Um, well, that being said, Rate this Melbourne team who went nine and zero to the North Melbourne team who went nine and zero, what eight years ago? Whenever it was, do I have to? I have to? You don't have to. Um, but like, is this? You reckon? No, no. I mean, the, <coughs> sorry, the um. Oh my God, Ash is about to die. Um, because yeah, the Melbourne team <laughs> looks good, but also. The North Melbourne team looked unbeatable until, you know, they started. They got beat. And then they lost, like, very many in a row. To be honest, the spine of this Melbourne team does look very good. They've got the best ruckman in the comp, probably the best midfielder in the comp in track. Um, Clary Oliver is in almost career best. Stephen May is in career best. Like, their spine looks very good, but I'm just not convinced that they've got the full field depth that a team like the dogs has got or Brisbane's got yeah, or even honestly, probably Geelong. And they can, well, to be fair, they can afford to drop one of the, you know, best Fords in the comp for the week. I don't know how that turned yeah, out. Old sideshow. Old sideshow, Bob. Um, but yeah, look, doggies to win. We move. Collingwood Geelong. I'm going to put the line at 12 goals. 12 points. 12 points? Yep. I, uh, this, this is the weird sort of game that Collingwood will get up for at the MCG. Geelong will cruise. I think they'll win, but I don't Actually, think it'll be. That's a fair point. I think Geelong aren't a team that have... It's not that they don't have the ability. They're just like... If you don't have to... They don't have that killer instinct, which I think comes down to age and experience. Like this bulldog side is really young, really enthusiastic. They're going flat out every round. Yeah, they'll put you to the sword. I think Geelong know how to win 
It's like that North game where they were down at quarter time and you're just like, what is going on? But they'll like pull out for the win kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's it's players like Gary Rowan and people like that are the not old, but are just at the point where they're like, well, let, let's not go crazy here and do a string. Yeah, it's just like four let's points just, on the board is four points on the board, whether you win by 100 points or 12. Yeah. So I don't know what the line is, but I would say given that it's $1.25, $4, it'd be 24-ish, which I think Collingwood at the 24 is probably not a bad bet. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, but yeah, Geelong to win. Collingwood, oh God, it's just they're just a tough watch. They are. They're, they're, they're awful. But I watch Hawthorne every week and Collingwood are a tough watch. But I mean, on a day where Dugowie turns it on and kicks five... I mean, that's enough to get you within four goals normally, probably. Yeah, that's very true. All right. Um, the rampaging Lions. Actually, before we move, Collingwood Geelong, who's Cup? Travis Varkin. Travis Varkin. Oh, yeah, good shout. Um, Brisbane Lions. And we move, we move to the Luke Power Cup. Hey, nice. The Luke Power Cup in Brisbane. GWS been a bit chippy in the last couple of weeks. Pulled out a few wins. Brisbane Lions on an absolute tear in their home stadium. Um, Brisbane to win, but like, where where do you think GWS pull up to this game? Is it the GWS? Probably in the car park. Hey, maybe they'll pull up <laughs> underground. Um. Yeah, I think this is a bit the opposite of the the Geelong Collingwood one. I think Brisbane do have that killer instinct, and I think GWS might get a bit of a rude shock. But yeah, who knows? It's hard to tell. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, look, I think <laughs> how's that? How's that for a hot take? Uh, it's hard to tell. It, <laughs> you're coming with scintillating analysis here. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we go. We'll see how the game plays out, shall we? Um. Yeah, Brisbane will win. I think their midfield is just just a lot for um, GWS to handle, um, especially with the form that McCluggage and Lions are in, and even Reese Matheson, who is the barometer Wait. of that team. Oh, what an arrogant thing to say. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're a dick. I love it. If he was on my team and he said that, I'd be like, fuck yeah. But I'm just like, you're a dick. Mate, they've been one of the best sides of the past two years and you've barely had a kick for two years. You still reckon you're the barometer? Yeah. No. I was like, in what world? I do like his celebration, though. Yeah. Um, th- then we move to the game that all Victorians sort of wish lockdown had encompassed. <laughs> I, we, we're happy that the rest of the games are going ahead. But if Dan or James Merlina could have just said, you know what, Marvel Stadium, 4.35 Saturday afternoon, we're not doing it. It's it's a red spot. It's a fucking DEFCON 1, DEFCON 5 or whatever it is. Like We're not rescheduling it. It's just off. Yeah. One point each. What is, how many points do you get for a draw? Two. Everyone gets two points. No, no, they don't even get two points. Everyone gets zero. Yep. Nil all draw. And I think that's all we need to talk about it without even saying the team names. Yeah. Um, All right. We move to the Tom Murphy Cup. In in New South Wales, played at the SCG. (laughs) Jager O'Meara is sitting somewhere filthy about this. (laughs) I don't think Jager O'Meara is listening just quietly. (laughs) He's also not playing this week, so um, he got he got plowed. <laughs> um, so this game was in Darwin, and then got cancelled, <clears throat> and then was allegedly going to be moved to the Gold Coast, and then got cancelled again, and then got moved to Sydney, all within twenty four hours. Um, huge, huge! How onerous for all the. Uh, the- I don't know. The people that write the sponsorships on the grounds, maybe they... Um, yeah. Who knows? Um, look, this game has uh, St Kilda North potential all over it. Um, this is going to be a bad game, and I would not be surprised if Gold Coast win by eight goals. 
And you know why that is, right? Because the entire pre-match meeting that will go for four hours. <laughs> it will be 2008 grand. <laughs> they get 2008 third quarter highlights. As it should be. Mate, that'll get them up. I used to wear these colours. I want you to put them in the ground. See if you can kick a better goal than I did this afternoon. Bury them. Um, and we moved to another podcast team. We moved to West Coast Essendon. Um, well, there's a lot of cups that I can't think of this week. It, it doesn't count for our criteria, but it will always, to me, be the Mark Lacroix Cup. I was thinking Mark Lacroix, um, because he basically owned Essendon at one point. What was that, 2013? It doesn't matter what year it is. All that matters is I was there and he kicked 12. Yeah. Um, look, as good as Essendon sometimes looked last week, West Coast in Perth is just a different beast. Yes, but can I direct your attention to the weather report? COVID? 30 mils of rain. In Perth on Saturday. So they're playing at the fucking locals YMCA. The, yeah, the Q pack. The Q pack. <laughs> Maybe the W pack. Uh, but yes, it, it could just be in a swimming pool. Okay. I'd like to also say that I don't think Essendon's particular brand of footy is conducive to wet weather. I agree. I don't think we'll win in the wet. But having said that, I reckon we've got one of the best contested midfielders going around in the past month or so. Yeah. When Parrish, Merritt, McGrath. Mm. McGrath, McGrath. Elliot, Sneaky underrated. I mean, he was a number one draft pick. Yeah, but so was Jack Watts. Who's just had a warrant out for his arrest. Um, and I can confirm at this time that Elliot Yo has been named for his first game since 1996. <laughs> uh, good for him. Uh, but I mean, hasn't played in a long time. It's going to be a tough game in the wet. Um, look, I don't, I don't think we'll win, but it will at least the rain will at least negate probably Kennedy, Darling, Allen, Liam Ryan. I was going to say they've got three key forwards. Like that's that's tough. Um, and you'd think like wet weather is, it's not anyone's game, but Essendon aren't going to fight. It, yeah, it, it brings you back to the pack probably. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm thinking three Essendon, <laughs> Essendon are paying $6 though, which I think is oh, overs. Oh, absolutely. Hmm? Um, What's the line? I'm not sure. I'm not on the betting app or the footy app. Yeah. I wish you'd. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, Jake, Jake Stringer back in for the Bombers. He's big. He's he's one of those players. He's just like, I feel like he's one of Essendon's better players when he's on his day. Like, yeah, he's just Aaron been ravaged. Be there, but like, Stringer's a key he, to kick off. He's mercurial. He's very mercurial. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he's just been ravaged by injuries the last sort of four years. Basically, ever since he got to Essendon, he hasn't had a real good run at it. Oh, yeah, since he got shipped off by the dogs, he hasn't been the same. But he's, he's had moments where you're just like, there he is. There's the package. Yeah, absolutely. And Essendon like to start him in at centre bounces um, and use him for those clear, that clearance work, then push him forward. So, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Now we'll see. All right. We move to Sunday. Richmond. Yes, yes. Adelaide. Richmond, Richmond, Adelaide in the traditional battleground of Western Sydney. Oh, that could move too. I didn't I didn't clock that. Um yeah. Uh, neutral ground. Honestly, Adelaide aren't that bad. Richmond are on the way ninth. The way ninth. <laughs> yeah. They're, and you're just like, well. I'll say this is anyone's game and then Richmond will win by 10 goals. Yeah, probably. I think everyone's just like, oh, Richmond are on the way down. Is this the dynasty over? And then they're just like, okay, hold on. Pipe down for a second, boys. We're still here. I do like to think that the AFL is just taking the piss out of Dimmer now. 
after he said, I hate travelling to Marvel Stadium. The AFL in, the, in subsequent weeks have gone, you know, well, fine, go play in Brisbane and then play your home game against Adelaide in Sydney. Yeah. Is, is not, he, even, not even in a Sydney. Go out to Western Sydney. Yeah. Is he turning into the next Clarko where he just complains and then everyone, you know, starts spiting him? And then in See, the, the, three the years the difference, league. Yeah, when Clarko complains, the rules get changed. Oh, he's about five years off from a rule change. But like back in the day, Clarko used to come. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't this year though. He wasn't happy about the sub being for concussions only. That's and right. lo and behold, bang, injury sub. Yeah, I mean, and there we are. Um, I want to, I want to tip Adelaide, but I, I don't think they'll win. <laughs> I, I think it would be a, a risky tip. I might do it just to. Just to that that might be my roughie for the week. Mm, I I think the roughie to pick comes from the next game. Ooh, Sydney Carlton in Sydney. Uh, this is the wow. There's not a lot of Tom Tom Papley Cup. I know he didn't actually get to Carlton, but that was the ah. Uh, this yeah, that was the rumor. I'm sure Tom Hickey played for Carlton at some point. He's played for everyone. Sadly, I don't think so. Yeah. He's been a journeyman, but he's only ever played for one club in each city. Mm. So he right? for St. Kilda. Yeah. Yeah, it was West Coast. St. Kilda, St. Kilda West Coast, Sydney. Bridgman. I feel like he played at Brisbane. I think so. Anyway, we move to actual analysis of the game, which we provide very little of. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do we have the... An- an- Analytical skill. Um, is but is Buddy playing this week? Hey, it's Buddy versus alleged new Buddy Harry Mackay. Harry Mackay, half a shoulder. I can confirm the big boudoir is playing. A hey. uh, Hickey is not. I I did see this. Um, a shame. Okay, it helps. Brand they, back in the, the team. They do have the big ins of Caden Brand, Justin McInerney, Colin O'Reardon, Joel Amity, and James Bell. Caden Brand, a big in. If he plays, Carlton win by 10 goals. <laughs> you heard it here first. The Tim O'Brien effect. Yeah. Um, all right, what's your hot take? You said you had a, a roughy pick for this game. I think Carlton might win, sadly. Um, um, based on got feel, just a bit of a feel. Yeah, they, they pass the vibe check. They pass the vibe check. Where do you rate Sam Walsh in midfielders in the AFL? Uh, not in the top echelon. Top ten? I no, no. Because I, I, I think all I, this year, and I think he's fucking phenomenal. Obviously not yeah. better than, you know, the normal good ones, but like, geez, he's going to be a force for the next 10 years. When when everybody's fit, he's not even the best midfielder at Carlton. That's true. Um, is Cripps still on injections? Oh, he's got a broken back. He's going to struggle all year. I need to fucking sit him. Otherwise, he's genuinely, they'll cut five years off his career. But like genuinely, if we're talking everybody's fit, uh, Brisbane have got two better. Uh, Carlton have got one better. Essendon have probably got one better. Freo have got one better. Geelong have got at least one better, maybe two. Um, Melbourne have got two better. The Bulldogs have probably got three, two, three better. Yeah. So we're talking- I don't think he's top 10. Probably. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's probably just behind Tom Phillips. <laughs> a considerable way behind Tom Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Tom Phillips is a strong he's, 19. You know where he's in between? He's in between the two Fredericks. The Port Adelaide <laughs> one and the Freo one. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's all the analysis we have on uh, Sydney Gun. <laughs> Speaking we- of the fr- the Battle of the Fredericks, though. Hey, this is the Daniel Pierce Cup. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Just, Love is A quick detour. Is that the stupidest spelling of the name Daniel you've ever seen? Oh, mate, by a fucking mile. Y-L-E? Jesus, Lord. Because when parents try to be different just to be different, it's exhausting. Yeah. Um, Frio traveling again. It's such like just base level analysis of a game, but you're just like, the Perth team is traveling. But I, I think that's all that's really required in this instance. Like, I think that is genuinely the merits for who you would tip. Yeah, and Port are really good at home. Um, Fantasia's back in this week. They're a good team. And just like Frio. It, it, it really boils down to Port Adelaide at home, good. Frio traveling, bad. Port Adelaide, good team. Frio, eh. Bad team. They're not bad. They're fine. They're, they're a top, what are they? I'd say top 16. 12. Mm. Where are they in the ladder? They're 10th. Yeah, they're struggling. Are they 10th, really? Yeah, they're above you. Yeah, well, we did beat them. Yeah, that's true. And if... They had two wins on the trot. Mate, we... We could. All right, let's not say this because I said that about Hawthorne five weeks ago and I don't think we've won a game since. Just going to say it. GWS will get beat. Frio will get beat. Richmond will probably win. But if we happen to beat West Coast and Richmond happen to get beat, we're in the eight. That's a lot of if, ands, or buts. Not really. GWS will get beat. Frio will sure. get beat. Sure. So if we can beat West Coast in the swimming pool and Richmond can happen to get beat by Adelaide, who admittedly they shouldn't, but Adelaide aren't tracking too bad. They beat Melbourne last week. I think the biggest stretch of this little four-team conundrum that you've got going on is you winning. Possibly. But- I think Adelaide could beat Richmond and the other two are absolute very close to certainties. I think Essendon are very far off. Yeah, no, I agree, but I think the weather will yeah, change out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I think it will happen. I'm just saying it could happen. If I mean Hawthorne could jump all the way up to Nickelback lyric. Sixteenth. <laughs> Mate, to be fair, we have a better percentage than St Kilda and they beat us by 12 goals. Yeah, but they then proceeded to... That's the only goals they've kicked for the year. (laughs) They've kicked 12 goals this year. Uh, All right. Do we we have a Nickelback lyric? That was round 11. I've 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 got some bests and worst. Oh, he's got some bests and worst. All right, let's let's run the best. That's astonishing! Oh. It's absolutely world class. Oh! He is floating on air now. Yes, Hutto. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. All right, uh, I'll I'll whip through them fairly quickly this week. One vote goes to my man DP three. Uh, Darcy Parrish just continues to amass a breakout year after being allowed into the midfield after Dylan Shields' knee injury. Mm. Um, he was best on ground Anzac Day, was best on ground against Freo comfortably last week and was probably best on ground against North this week as well. Two votes. We mentioned him before, but uh, Clary Oliver, in a losing side to have 38 eight-score involvements and three goals won, uh, is phenomenal. And... If Petrarca wasn't also playing so well this year, Oliver would be would be being lauded as almost single-handedly responsible for dragging Melbourne up the ladder. Um, and comfortably, my three best votes for the week goes to uh, the Collingwood Football Club. <laughs> they, <laughs> they just, in these dark, dark times, they continue to bring people joy. And... It shouldn't be understated how excited 
all the Essendon supporters were standing around at halftime of the North game, just trying to see, oh, did Collingwood get beat? Did Port win? Oh, they got beat by a point. Oh, that's just magic. Phenomenal. It really brings everyone together. It does. Nothing unifies more than hate. That's very true. And speaking of, should we get to the worst, folks? We should. This man was a bona fide scrub. He can't play. No disrespect whatsoever, but I'm sorry to call, tell everybody the truth. The man cannot. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Now, before I start the bad votes, I'd just like to preface it by saying, Fraser Gehrig, if you're listening, don't come at me like you came at the Triple M boys last week. It's just a bit of fun. I missed that. Just what a bit happened? Of fun. What happened to the G-Train? Oh, so, so they, you know, when he was photographed eating a pie in the crowd. Yeah. That yeah, that night that Triple M had him on, and he only agreed to go on for some um, charity thing. I think somebody was donating money, so he agreed to go on and do some press. Mm. Um, and they he, Howie and Das and all that were just trying to have some fun with him, and he really dirtied up and just like ripped into him for how they used to do the worst votes back in the day and how it like affected players' mental health. And he just, he was so angry at them. It's a bit tough. Um, so yeah, G-Train, if you're listening. Easy, easy. yeah, boy. Um, and if you are listening, this was all Jamal's idea. Uh, so hopefully I don't hit it a bit too close to home for the G-Train when I say one bad vote. The St Kilda Football Club. Mm. Just one. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, it would be too easy to give them the three, the two, and the one. You really don't want to be giving it to football sides in general because it shouldn't just be for the worst-performed team. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they were too bad not to sneak into the worst votes. Two votes, as we mentioned earlier, the worst three-time premiership player ever, Daniel Rioli. Mm. Seven touches, no score. And it's not like it was an anomaly for him this year. He's been in and out of the side, hasn't been able to string any meaningful form together and is just, yeah, nowhere near what he was or what he should be. Um, and three votes, I feel a little bit bad because I don't want to target kids, but we're going three votes to the Gold Coast kids. Or really just the Gold Coast players, like not just their kids, but there, there were some kids in amongst them. Do you know, in their uh, game against Geelong on Saturday afternoon, do you know how many players had less than 10 possessions? I'm going to say eight. You are correct. Hey! Eight players touched the ball less than 10 times. Jesus Including Christ. Isaac Rankin and their big name uh, free agent recruit, Rory Atkins from Adelaide. Not ideal. Not in modern football where you could get 25 touches. Yeah, who got 25 touches for North on the weekend? Fucking Jared Pollock, he didn't even play. (laughs) Shannon Grant. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Nah, fair. Uh, (laughs) When I did say Gold Coast had a bit of spark in him and might make a charge for the top of the bottom, now 10. Um, they have done nothing but shit the bed. So the top of the bottom ten. Yeah, well, you know, I had them top twelve, but I don't think they will. Not even close. Mm. All right. Well, it's back on you. We're here for a Nickelback lyric. I can't I can't remember uh, which, but all right. Still funny. <laughs> All right, we, we go to um, a, a wonderfully deep Nickelback song off the album Dark Horse about a prostitute. Oh, probably that best. Um, <clears throat> oh, controversial Nickelback content. Their best album. Actually, no, what's the road one? <laughs> the long road. I think that's their best album. Yeah, that, that's a pretty strong contender for their best. Yeah. But in any event, we go to Dark Horse. I doubt she'd even let the devil buy her little black book. City Hall would probably fall if anyone got a look. Every A-list player is her favourite friend, since they all taste the same in the back of the bends. 
a congressman would call her every once in a while. She's got that schoolgirl skirt on the top of the pile. She'd done everyone once, uh, everyone once, and everyone knows. You got to get a little dirty when you're digging for gold. Oh my god, that was. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the first half of the last goal podcast. Gross, Ashley Glasswitz. She didn't make it this far by just shaking hands.